GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by Hovercraft Joe. Joe, I didn't want to insult you today for a couple reasons. One, my brain just couldn't think of anything. Uh, and two, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what it was like driving on the on the expressway in my metro? I, I do. It was very scary. I anticipate, or, or I, I imagine that driving that car on the expressway is, is much like how Nicolas Cage felt driving in Eleanor throughout this movie. You think so? I do. I feel like uh, Eleanor probably handles it a lot better. Hey, you never drove the Metro. You don't know. Fair enough. I can't drive a stick. Uh, Okay. So we're in um, the middle, the second week of uh, car chase. uh, I don't know what we're calling this. Driving. Car Driver. Car. Car uh, action car movie month. (laughs) question mark (laughs) yeah i i don't know um we're just doing we're just doing movies that have car chases yeah or or feature cars feature cars okay not including the fast and furious movies not including the fast and furious movies uh and we are talking uh tonight about today i guess i always say tonight because it's tonight when we're recording but like you could be listening I don't know. At it's 6 a.m. Yes. 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 6 a.m., sure. Uh, Whatever it is you're listening. Yes. Uh, we're talking about Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, this movie is released on June 5th uh, in the year 2000. Uh, any kind of history LPJ that you have with this movie? Um. See, I remember at this time not enjoying Nicolas Cage as much as I did pr- prior to this movie. And mm-hmm. so I kind of wrote this movie off like, Oh, this is going to be dumb. Um, and I worked in the, I worked in the uh, video store at this time. And when this movie came out on video to rent, we could not keep it on the shelves. We had easily 50 copies of this movie and it was always checked out. It was, Maybe the one of the most rented movies of the two of of two thousand, of the summer of two thousand. Like, so I I heard you know word of mouth eventually got around and and I, I was told it was a good movie. Uh, I have never seen it. I've seen maybe a couple minutes here and there, but I've never seen this movie. This is the first time I've watched it. Um. Yeah. I mean, kind of similar for me. I I I didn't see it when it came out. Uh, you know, I've always heard kind of good things about it and, and I've always been kind of, you know, I, I, I think it, it came up a couple of times, like we could be doing it on the show. I know once, uh, one time when, um, Devin was on, we almost, we almost did it, but then we didn't. So, um, I think when we kind of discussed, um, you know, doing this month of themes or whatever you want to call it, like, this is definitely one that we knew we were going to do, but this was my first time watching it. So, 
Uh, and I watched it on Paramount Plus. As did uh, I, because, you know, I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I already said the release date. Uh, this movie has a budget of $90 million, mm-hmm. uh, a domestic gross of $101 million, and a worldwide gross of $237 million. Uh, so it makes money, um, not like, you know, blockbuster. No, but, but, but it was a big hit. Like, I remember it being... I remember it being a big hit. Do you? I do. Like for the time, I remember people really liking this movie, and and I, you know, was anti Nicolas Cage for whatever reason at the time, and didn't want to see it and refused to see it. Um, but like I said, like it was always rented. We never had it in stock. It was oh, it was flying off the shelf like it was a stolen car. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, this movie has a rot. This now this sounds about right. This movie has a Rotten Tomatoes of twenty five percent low, yeah. uh, but not nine percent. Beverly Hills Cop three low, nope. but it has an audience score of seventy seven percent. So mm-hmm. see right there <laughs> that tracks. Um, now top grossing movies of the year two thousand are uh, number one, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number two, Castaway, and number three. Mission and Mission Impossible Two. Uh, this movie, Gone in sixty seconds, comes in twenty second in the domestic box office. And you're like, wait, have we done movies in two thousand? Yeah, we've done movies in two thousand. Not yes. that many though. Not that... that many though. All right, go ahead. We've, done, we've done number four, Gladiator, which you confusingly threw in the summer blockbuster month uh, last summer. Uh, eight, the original X Men, and ninety number ninety one. Reindeer games. So oh, we have done. Games. We have done a few in 2000. Pow! Wow! Pow! Wow! Man, that seems like a long time ago. We did that it episode. It really that does. Was, I think it was our. Was it? Was it our first Christmas episode? Maybe it was in studio and uh, Jeff and Corey were on it. Yeah, That's which which reminds me, you know what? We should probably say this now. Uh, today, as of this recording, is the fifth anniversary of Last Action Podcast. Wow. Yep. This recording, June 2nd, we're recording this. It is the fifth anniversary of the fifth last anniver- podcast. Fifth anniversary and the end. I'm sorry. We're done. We're done, guys. We're gonna, Nicholas Cage not, killed us, guys. We're not even going to finish this episode. Nope. Uh, we'll release, we're going to release the beginning that we recorded and then the audio to me talking about the Marine by myself. That's it. That's, it that's exactly what it's going to be. You know, okay. there it is. That's our 270th episode. <laughs> it's the Marine. It's just you. It's <laughs> just talking like an insane person about it by myself. Uh, okay, so this movie has a lot of famous people in it. Uh, Nicolas Cage, Annalena Jolie, and Annalena. That's her. Angel- That's it. Angelina it. Jolie. First try. G- Giovanna Ribisi, Scott Kahn, Will Patton, Delroy Lindo. Uh, I was super excited that Timothy Oliphant was in this movie. Yeah, I didn't I, know that. I had no idea it was in it. He was, uh, he, was, Chai- he was not particularly good, but he was No, no. Chai McBride, uh, Robert Duvall, who's not dead. I found that out today looking it up. Yep. Uh, Vinnie Jones and your boy uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yep. I do like me some Christopher Eccleston. So a lot of people, anybody I didn't mention. Yeah, man. There's a, wanna... bu- there's a bunch of like, I'm not going to call them cameos, but they're, they're actors that, well, I'll just say. So you got... John Carroll Lynch, he was the impound manager. He's a famous character actor, shows up in a lot of different things. Michael Pena from Ant-Man was in it. 
Why was Michael Pena in this? He was um, one of the at the end one of the um, Mexican gangsters that try to try, try to rob. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, Ari Gross is in it. Uh, from from he's been in a bunch of different things. He was an eight, big eighties actor. Um, Carmen Argonzano, Carmen Argonziano, who is in Star Trek uh, SG One. And uh, you're forgetting the biggest one. Hovercraft Joe. Master P. <laughs> you you skipped over Master P. He's uncredited though. Um you know what's funny though is that like I was um you know, I always watch the movie in installments and um I, I was talking to Devin about it in the office and I was like talking about uh Johnny, whatever the name that Johnny guy is here. Johnny B and I was like, Man, he looked a lot like Master P and Devin's like, It is Master P. <laughs> So he just kept laughing at me the whole day, and I'm like, I didn't know. Like, I know I saw him. I'm like, is that, that can't possibly be Master he, P. And I'm like, oh shit, that is Master P. He didn't say uh or make him say na na na. So I was, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, uh, let's do some net worth. God, and there's gonna we, be so many. I know. And as we speak, I'm looking up Master P's net worth because I forgot about him being in the movie. It's a good idea. Uh, okay, let's let's roll through these because there is a lot. Let's start with Christopher Eccleston. He's got that sweet, sweet ninth Doctor money. He's uh, the ninth Doctor. Yes, I believe so. Eighth? Right. No, he's the ninth. Yeah, he's the ninth. Eighth was like the weird TV movie Doctor. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think for Christopher Eccleston? He's got that sweet, sweet uh, GI Joe money. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Money. Yeah, goddamn. Get it My straight. apologies. Uh, I'll go five million. So close. Six million dollars right. for. Uh, uh, next up, Robert Duvall. Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet secondhand lions money. I think maybe he was in that movie. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> was he in that movie? I don't know. All right, hold on a second. This is uh, this is this is not good. I'm gonna look it up, but. Um, Say something funny while I'm looking up secondhand lions. Uh, Master P. You didn't realize it was Master P. Uh, ooh, hold on a second. Why don't you just look wrong. up Robert Duvall? It might be a little easier. Um, Do you need me to help you here? No, hold on. I, I'm looking sure? at it right now. It is Robert Duvall. Okay, second. He's got that sweet, sweet secondhand lions money. Him, Michael Caine, and Haley Joel Osment. What do you think for Robert Duvall? He's got that sweet, sweet... Apocalypse and Now money. He loves the smell of cash in the morning. Uh, I'm going to go $50 million. $70 million for Robert Duvall. Good for Robert Duvall. Uh, next up, Chai McBride. He's got that sweet, sweet Boston public money. Oh, what, do you think for, what do you think for Chai McBride? I know he's been in a million things. I'm trying to think what else he was in. He was in, um, oh, he's in a show. Was he in a show with Scott Kahn? Uh, oh yeah, he was on the Hawaii Five O. Yeah, sorry, there you the go. So he's got that sweet, sweet Hawaii Five O money. Um, I'll go five million. Five million? Ten million dollars for Chai McBride. Hey, good for him. Okay, next up, Timothy Oliphant. He's got that sweet, sweet justified money. What do you think for Timothy Oliphant? Oh, he's got that sweet, sweet justified uh, uh, revival coming out money. Prime Evil. Prime Evil. I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. he, oh, but by the way, uh, he said that uh, they might keep doing it. All right. I like it. I like it too. 
Uh, I'll go. We just did him too for something. I can't remember what it was. I don't um, think so. Yeah, he came up in something. I don't remember what. Uh, twenty-five million. Close. Twenty million dollars. Right. Uh, next up, Delroy Lindo. I, I'm drawing a blank. He's in a lot of stuff. He's got uh, that. He's got s- the, go ahead. Go sweet, ahead. Sweet, sweet, sweet something money. I don't know. I can't think of anything. He's I'm drawing got that a blank. Sweet, sweet cider house rules money. Oh, God. How many times are you going to bring up Cider House rules? As many times as it takes. All right. Well, what do you think for Delroy Lindo? Uh, $8 million. $4 million. Ah, for Delroy sorry, Lindo. Delroy. Uh, next up, Will Patton. He's got that sweet, sweet uh, silo on Apple Plus money. Good show. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a little behind. I'm a couple episodes behind, but it is pretty good. What do you think for Will Patton? He's got that sweet, sweet uh, uh, Thomas Jane Punisher money. Uh, I'll go eight million. Seven million dollars. You're so close. So You're close. knocking on the door tonight. Uh, next up, Scott Con. He's got that sweet, sweet Ocean's Eleven money. What do you think, Scott Con? Ooh, Scott Con. He's got that sweet, sweet Ocean's Twelve money. Um, I'll go four million. Uh, ooh, sixteen million. 16 really? Million. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of. He's got that sweet, sweet. Uh, Hawaii Five O money. That's true. He's you know what he is in a TV procedural. So, man, I'm like drawing a blank on people that are sh- I should be able to think of something for because they're in like a ton of movies. Okay. Um, because I'm like okay, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, I had to look it up. He's got that sweet sweet boiler. Room there it is. Money. What do you think about Giovanni Ribisi? Uh, Giovanni Ribisi has that sweet sweet. Um, oh shit! Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet the Mod Squad money. Um, <laughs> what a fool! <laughs> uh, I'll go. Um, uh, oh, he was also in the offer. He was really good in that too. Uh, Fifteen million. Twenty million dollars for G. Right every season. All right, three more. Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Are you sure? And- Angelina Jolie, she's got that sweet, sweet uh, wanted money. What do you? I'm surprised we haven't done that movie on the. Yeah, uh, I don't know why we haven't. I, you know, I think we were saving it for our um, uh, like underrated. Uh, Under, uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's not say underrated. I don't even think I like that movie. So, moving on. <laughs> sorry to sorry to open old wounds. I apologize. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, no I had no idea you had that. Angelina Jolie, uh, you had that what do you think? Wanted heat. Um, I'll go. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet Troy money. Um, I'll go one hundred twenty million. Oh, right on the button. There I can't it is. believe you got that. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, Nicholas Cage. He's got that sweet, sweet <laughs> face off. Money. What do you think for uh, Nicholas Cage? He's got that sweet, sweet pig money. Um, see, it's he's tough because he's always like getting money and then going bankrupt and getting money and then going bankrupt. So I think he's in a, I think he's in an upswing right now. I think he's got some money. I'm gonna go sixty million dollars. Too high. You swung up too high. He's got twenty five million dollars. <sighs> I tried. And, Nick. Then, and then finally, there's another one. Finally, by popular demand, oh. Master P, he's got that sweet, sweet, no-limit soldier money. What do you think for Master P? He's got that sweet, sweet, dancing with the stars money. Um, I'll go... He's a, 
200 million. Did you look it up? Because that's no. right on the button too. No. That's right on the that's right on the button too. Two hundred. I just was like, yeah. oh, he's a rapper. He's probably got musician money. No, Vinnie Jones. We're not doing Vinnie Jones. He's not dead. Uh, no, we're not. I'm done. I do this. He's got that <laughs> sweet, sweet lock, stock, and two smoking barrels money. No, uh, clear, clear, clearly six million dollars. Clearly, he's got that sweet, sweet. She's the man, money. But anyways, we're not looking it up. Look it up on your <laughs> own time. <laughs> Look it up on your own time. She's uh, the man. Really? Yeah, he was the coach of the the soccer team. No, I know. <laughs> All right, uh, I've decided as we move into episode two hundred million of this podcast, you're uh, in two, charge of talk. You're in charge. You're in charge of talking about the director and the writers. That's your job. So, who's the director of this? Well, the director is uh, Dominic Senna. Uh, most notably known for uh, directing the film California with Brad Pitt. Okay. You're right. And our favorite, one of our favorite movies, Swordfish. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, that, that, this that was his follow-up to this with Swordfish. I was going to say, like, Swordfish and this kind of have the same vibe. or they, yeah. they look, I feel like they look very much, both of those movies look like, or maybe not like in content, but at least the look they reminded me of yeah, like a Michael Bay same, movie. You're right. They had the same kind of feel that the same like aesthetics. Yeah, no, I agree. I a hundred percent agree with you. Uh, right around this is Scott Rosenberg. Um, Scott Rosenberg actually has written a lot of uh, movies that we've seen and actually enjoy. Like Con Air is dumb, but we enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Disturbing behavior. All right. He wrote uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, he nice. Wrote, he wrote Venom. He wrote... Oh, Venom, Venom. He wrote the, <laughs> the other Jumanji movie, The Next Level. He wrote uh, High Fidelity. He wrote a lot of stuff. A lot of decent movies. Things this to do a, in Denver when you're dead. This is unrelated, but you think... I know it's not really an action movie, but you think we could find a way to get Disturbia on the podcast? I love Disturbia. I've never it's seen underrated. it. Oh man, I love. Is it just a remake of Rear Window? Yeah, kind of, but I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. I just you said disturbing behavior, and it made me think of Disturbia. So, right. Moving on. Uh, what about the music for this? Yeah, what about the music? You like when they played Lowrider, though? I mean, Trevor Rabin did the music. He's done a lot of music for movies we've covered here. He did. A, he does. He works a lot. Of t- a lot with Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, so he's done lots of, he's just done a bunch of different music. Um, let me see if I can find his filmography. I had it and then lost it. Uh, he did, oh, he did, he did Con Air, Armageddon, Enemy of the State, Deep Blue Sea, uh, Remember the Titans. He's done music all over the place. Bad Boys 2, Snakes Ugh. on a Plane. I think that was the last time we brought him up. 12 Rounds. He did 12 Rounds. That's when the last <laughs> time we brought him up. 12 Rounds, the John Cena movie that did get released. That is, that is. Uh yeah, so he's been around. He does a lot of does a lot of uh, action movies. The John Cena movie that was terrible, but somehow better than the Marine. God, those movies! I I need to release the Marine. I don't know I about that. To. Um. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about some taglines? No, you want to talk about some taglines because yeah, that's your fucking job. I know. <laughs> I got them in front of me. Um. First one. Ice cold, hot wired. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, next one. Cut to the chase. All right. And then this one. Sorry. 
lock your car or maybe gone in 60 seconds. But it's kind of like, I mean, I don't really think if you lock your car, isn't the whole thing that like, well, that was the, that's the sign in the police station in the impound. Uh huh. That's what it says. But it's like, isn't the whole thing about car thieves that they're um, going to break into it? Like regardless. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything that was specifically? It? That was all of them. There was just three of them. Yeah. Sorry. Oh there was God. just three. <laughs> uh, anything specific that you want to talk about, or anything else you want to bring up before we get into the the plot? Uh, I mean, it's a loose remake of a 1974 film. Um, it really doesn't have anything to do with it. Really, the only thing that sort of shows up in this movie is Eleanor, is the the 67 Ford Shelby GT500 which is sort mm-hmm. of the, the, you know, highlighted car in this movie. It's also yeah. in the other movie as well. But beyond that, okay. there's really not a whole lot of similarities between the two. Um, and this movie definitely is a reaction to, like, the Fast and Furious, I believe. Yeah. Well, uh, no. Didn't the yeah. first Fast and Oh, you're right. Maybe Fast and Furious was 2001. I was going to say, I feel like this movie came out before the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, I think you're probably right now that I think about it. Well, I guess there's one way we could find out. Yep, let's go back to the episode. We'll listen to it. Figure <laughs> it the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, make sure you have the extra thes. Yeah, Fast and the... Yeah, you're good? You having trouble? Uh, 2001. So the Fast and Furious is a reaction to this movie, my friend. You're right. Well, and the Fast and Furious is essentially just a remake of Point, Point Break. Break. But moving on. Speaking of, remember how bad the actual remake of Point Break was? Oh, <laughs> yes. that, movie was um, that might be the worst movie I've ever watched. That was pretty bad. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. I don't know if it was as bad as... um. Uh, what's that fucking movie you made me watch? Remo Williams. Oh, that was pretty bad too. The Legend Begins, which is like how how like the audacity to name put the Legend Begins on your movie as if like it's going to be the first of it. Anyways, and there's something in, and like an insane stat where there's like 200 like Remo Williams yes, books. Yes, there's an incredible amount of Remo Williams books. Anyways, let's. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. They relit- write like eight a year. I didn't mean to relitigate Remo Williams. Uh, okay, let's get into Gone in 60 Seconds and everything else will come out in the wash. Uh, this movie starts with uh, Giovanni Rapisi stealing a Porsche from the dealership uh, in a really sneaky way by driving it right through the big like bay window. Yep. Um, they do a good uh, job keeping that car gassed up and keys and, right there. Uh, yeah. Uh, he. It's We are introduced to... Scott Kahn, and he's like talking about the stranger, which is like sitting on his like hand and like jerking off with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with the stranger, uh, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> awesome. which, which do you want to hear a quick funny story related to uh, the stranger? I'm scared, but okay. Uh, we are playing does it Dave. This involves Tush. It does not involve Tush. Uh, right, we, we were playing, we were, we were playing monikers. You remember monikers, the game monikers. You played it a lot. I can't help it if you don't remember it. Um, so we were trying. I was trying to get uh, someone to. I was trying to get a uh, former podcast guest Jeff to guess the stranger, and he could not get it. And then I explained it. He's like, "Oh, ghost hand, ghost hand." He called yeah. it ghost hand. 
Yeah, ghost hand. So we always sometimes we'll bring that up to him and just be like, ghost hand. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, ghost hand. Uh, so then, like in the middle of getting away with the stolen car, Giovanni Ribisi decides to drag race with some guy at a stoplight um, for no apparent reason. Uh, then he starts getting followed by the cops, uh, and then like I guess we're we're introduced to uh, Delroy Lindo, and I guess he heads up the car theft division of the police. Yeah, I think it's a big thing in L.A. You know, they just got a whole division just for car theft. Uh, and then he, and, and then like um, we were introduced to uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant as well because he works at Delroy because the cops follow. Uh, 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 there's so many people in this movie I'm getting confused. Giovanni Rubisi back right. to their hideout, yep. and they have to like scatter and they confiscate a bunch of cars. Yeah, because um, they were in the process of get collecting a bunch of cars. You find right. out in a little bit why, but yeah, Giovanni Rubisi got followed. Didn't think he was being followed at first, and then led them all right back to the warehouse. Right. So then we're introduced to Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Um, I'm going to call him Nicholas Cage, but I think his character's name is Memphis Reigns. Yes, in this Randall movie. Memphis Reigns. No idea why Memphis. Got me. Um, so Will Patton comes out to talk to him and is like, hey, uh, your brother's in a lot of trouble uh, because uh, he took this job for uh, Destro to steal we him. Should, we should explain. Christopher Eccleston is Destro. Yes. Uh, so he took this job from Destro to steal 50 cars. Uh, and he only has a certain amount of time to do it. Uh, so Nicholas Cage, who's like this like famous like car thief who like got out of the business, like comes back in town, uh, and he's like, "Hey, I'll steal the cars for you, Christopher Eccleston, Destro, uh, just it, so you don't kill Giovanni Ribisi, right?" Yep, that's it. Um, uh, then like we get a lot of scenes like Timothy Oliphant and Delroy Lindo working the case. They talk to their informant. They find out about like, I think Destro, um, Nick Cage goes and talks to his mom. Uh, then after he gets done, talk to his mom. He has a conversation with Delroy Lindo and Timothy Oliphant. They're like, Oh, you're back in town. You're back to stealing cars. And he's like, no, I'm not back to stealing cars. I'm just here to visit my brother. Then, before we get to that, I want to say, right off the bat, I was so annoyed with Timothy Oliphant. (laughs) He was the whiniest detective. I could (laughs) not stand him. He did such a terrible job in this movie. For as much as I love him, I love Timothy Oliphant. Don't get me wrong. He's awful in this movie. (laughs) He's not great. Um, So then uh, uh, Nicolas Cage goes, (laughs) a lot of the first part of this movie is like, him going to see different people. Also, I will say that this movie, I described it as uh, giving you car theft blue balls because it takes so long oh my God. for them to start stealing cars. Like, um, essentially, like the fir- this movie is 118 minutes, so it's almost two hours long, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say they don't really start stealing cars until the last 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's probably right? pretty accurate. So you've yeah. got... You've got an essentially an hour and a half of a movie about stealing cars where they don't steal cars. Yes. Um, so he goes to he goes to see uh, Robert Duvall, who he used to work with when he stole cars, and now he like runs like a just like a car repair body shop or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he runs a car customization shop. So people come in and uh, they'll bring a car in, and he'll 
restore it, modify it. He does all kinds of like high-end modifications to cars. So they're like, hey, we got three days to steal these 50 cars. They got to get a crew together to do it. So they round up some of their old crew. Chai McBride's one of them. Also, Vinnie Jones, who's a coroner, I guess, who steals cars but doesn't talk. It's very weird. Um, I can't remember what his name is, and it's something weird. Um, Oh, uh, Sphinx. Sphinx. How do you not remember that? I don't know. Uh, Sphinx. Uh, All right, right, Sphinx. He's not really dead. (laughs) He's not dead. He's not dead. Uh, Then he tries to get Sway, who's Angelina Jolie. She's working at a bar, and she's like, nah, I can't help you. Uh, So he leaves the bar where she works, and that's where Master P, Johnny B, shows up. And he's all mad because he's like, hey, this is my territory. I don't want you here, like, stealing cars. And he's going to, like, kill him. But then Vinnie Jones shows up and, like, beats the shit out of Master P and all his, like, cronies and, like, blows up their cars. Like, literally explodes up their cars. Yeah, he, like, lights, uh, like, a rag and puts it in the gas tank and it blows up. Um, so then we cut to Nicolas Cage and Giovanni Ribisi, and they're having, like, a big heart-to-heart about family and stuff like that. And this is where I have a note that says, shouldn't they start stealing cars? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> because so the stipulation is they've got 72 hours to steal 50 cars. Right. And they're like, you know what? Let's use the first day to just, like, round people up. Well, listen, I will say this. It does take a while to get to it, but I do I, – I feel like they do a pretty good job of explaining why. Because Nicolas Cage says – is kind of basically like once we start stealing this many cars, it's going to bring in a lot of heat and it's going to – people are going to notice. Right. So it's best to do it all over the course of one night before the cops have a really good chance to catch on as to what's going on. Yeah, but just the logistics of – stealing 50 cars in one night and having just miraculously all 50 of these random cars within an area that they can get to within a day is <laughs> asinine. So uh, so after they have the heart-to-heart, then Giovanni Rubisi and Nicolas Cage argue uh, because he wants his own crew to be part of helping him, and finally he acquiesces, and he's like, okay, we'll do it. Uh, they also, so there's, they keep talking about, um, and maybe it's just a fact of how old this movie is. Cause they keep talking about how these like keys are like laser cut or something, you know? And I'm like, Oh, it's just like a key fob. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of like, yeah, at the time. Yeah. They were there. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the same kind of key you would have now, you know, what a keyless entry, just a key fob. Yeah. But it's like the ones where you hit the button, they go sink and like swings yeah. out, you know, like, yeah. Um, anyways, so, but, but they had like a guy at the dealership had sold them the keys for like $500 a piece. Duplicates um, of the keys that go to those duplicates specific, of the keys that go to those particular cars. cars. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they start prepping for the heist and they're like scout, they're like, lo- they're locating all the different cars. Uh, Angelina shows up, Angelina Lee, <laughs> Angelina Jolie yeah, that's her. goes up and she's like, I am going to help, even though I said I wasn't going to. And I don't understand um, why she suddenly changed her mind. Like, they do not explain that at all. I do not. Um, so, first, they were locating all the cars. Then we get a montage of them scouting the locations for where all the cars are. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Delroy Lindo and Timothy Oliphant, they know about the cars. The I think they're Mercedes-Benz or whatever it is with the keys. So they're like, well, we're going to stake out these specific cars because we know they're going to steal those. Right. Um, that's also when we're introduced to the um, 
the the Mustang, the what is it again? The Eleanor? Oh, yeah, what, but what it, kind is it? It's yeah. a '67 uh, Mustang GT. Right, and it's like they say it's like uh, Nick Cage is like unicorn because he's never been it. He's always had issues, and he's never been able to steal one. So he's like, I'm going to steal it last. So then Master P shows up again and tries to kill Nick Cage and Giovanni Ribisi. There's a scene, a foot chase. Um, they end up hiding out. It's a really long foot chase. Yeah. Uh, they hide out in a diner. And then, like, I don't know. They, like, something. Uh, what happens with this tow truck in, like, his car? And They, okay, so Nicolas Cage is, like, distracting them, I guess, by just drinking coffee in the window. Meanwhile, Giovanni Ribisi, is it, yeah, he's, he slips out and takes the winch off of the back of this tow truck and manages to pull it without Master P seeing it and hooks it on their <laughs> axle. And then, so Nicholas Cage is chatting with the tow truck driver, uh, then lets the tow truck driver go do what he's got to do. The tow truck driver doesn't notice that the winch is out and hooked to this car <laughs> and takes off and it essentially just rips the axle off the bottom of Masterpiece uh, car that he's in. Nice. There you go. Thank you. Uh, then we get to like a, a really kind of dumb <clears throat> scene where like one of the guys in Giovanni Rubisi's crew like shows up at, at, at Robbie Duvall's is like, hey, I stole this car from Chinatown. And they look in the trunk, and there's all this, like, heroin in it. And they're like, uh-oh, what are we going to do? And then, like, at that moment, like, Delroy Lindo shows up. And there's, like, some comedy scene where they're trying to get rid of this, like, heroin that's on the ground. And they convince him to get in the car and, like, rev the engine. And then it, 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 it has nothing to do with anything. Nothing. The, the heroin, the car, none of it comes up ever again. Nope. I don't know why the scene's in the movie <clears throat> Like They can cut all. that and save themselves, you know. 15 minutes of not stealing car time. Yeah, it's like a weird comedy scene that's in the middle of this movie for no reason. Okay, then we get more montage of them getting ready to steal cars. Then they're finally going to get steal steal cars, and they're like, hold on, like Nick Cage has this thing, and they got to listen to Lowrider before they go steal the cars. But then you get that great thing where, like, I'm even if you're not familiar with the movie, you're yeah. familiar with, like, the GIF or whatever, and Nicolas Cage is like, he does a very Nicolas Cage thing where he's like, Okay, and he like puts his hands by his head and like moves them, and it's like, let's go. I can't do yeah. it right, but you know, yeah. Just look, look up this movie, and you probably see the trailer. Up. You'll know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So they finally actually start stealing cars, uh, and then they're driving them directly to the docks after they steal them and loading them onto uh, shipping containers, uh, and they've given all the cars ladies' names to be able to keep tracks. I'm not going to go through them. There's an exhausting no, there's, there's list 50 on cars. There's 50 of them. There's an exhausting list. If you look up internet, if you go to the internet movie database of what every car is and what its name is, you can look over it, but I'm not going to go through it. Yeah. Um, so then it's just a big montage of them stealing different cars. Um, also, Nicholas Cage figures out that the cops are watching them. And so he's kind of like, Hey, we'll, we'll circle yeah. back to that. They were tipped off too that something was going to be happening at the docks. And they never follow up on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, they, they could have gone to the docks at any point, the exact one they needed to. And it's it's impossible. Like, if you go to the docks, like in that area where they were at, just based on what you see in the movie, if the cops just showed up there, it would be impossible them 
impossible for them to not see a bunch of cars being driven into shipping containers. Because there's lights everywhere. Everything is lit up there. Yeah, well, I don't... Hey, listen. Um, so anyways, <laughs> then we get another weird thing where they're like, okay, we'll, we still have the keys for the cars from the beginning of the movie, so we'll go to the impound lot and steal them from there. But then they're like, oh, the dog ate the keys. Which was so, we, so stupid. So we got to wait. Um, we we got to wait for him to poop out the keys. <laughs> it was so like, another thing that doesn't need to be in this movie. It was so dumb. It served no purpose other than to introduce Michael Pena showing up in his uh, in his low rider and harassing them. Yeah, I was so confused because it like it happens and then they go back to it and then it's I don't know. It's dumb. So then they're like, hey, they got eight hours left, and they still got more cars to steal. Um, so they finally get back to stealing cars. Uh, Angelina Jolie go to steal, like, a Lamborghini, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they used to date. But, like, these people are, like, decide to have sex, like, right in front of a big window. So they got to wait. And then, like, Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage start making out. Um, but then the people finally decide to go have sex in the bedroom, and they're able to steal the Lambo. So stupid. Um, then we get back to the side story about the dog pooping and it finally poops. And like you said, that's the, uh, the part with, uh, Pena and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they, they steal the cars from the impound lot seemingly easier than they steal cars from any other place in this movie. Um, uh, so, oh boy, I'm already thinking talking about this. So at the beginning of the movie, uh, Giovanni Rubisi and them had the list of cars painted on a wall with like and so you could only see it if there was like a black light right yep so then uh uh delroy lindo had found part of the broken light bulb so he finally gets back and finds out that it's a black light no no no, we gotta back up we gotta back up he finds glass on the floor doesn't know what it is right has no clue (laughs) what it is yeah he's sitting at his desk the forensic guy the guy who's examining it walks up to him and says Oh, we figured out what this glass was. It's from a black light. He goes, huh, and magically picks up a, a, a black light bulb that's sitting on his desk that matches the one <laughs> that's that they had. Like, so dumb. It was so stupid. Why would he? Eat, why would he have a black light bulb on his desk, and then not recognize exactly what it was when he saw it? Just coincidence. He has a black light bulb on his desk. I don't know. Um, I. <laughs> I, I don't know. I hate this movie. <laughs> so, um, so they go back to the building from the beginning, and they use a black light, and they see the list of cars. Um, so they're like, "Hey, we're gonna stake out. Like, we're gonna go. We're gonna find the most exotic ones and, and kind of stake them out." Then there's a crazy scene where the one guy and Vinnie Jones go to steal this Humvee, and they get in the Humvee, and there's so much going on in the scene. They get in the Humvee, oh, and God. there's a snake in the car, yes. and then they start play. Then they start playing DMX, <laughs> and like it's crazy. The whole scene is crazy. They run some cops like off the side of like a, a ramp at the um at, at a parking structure and throw the snake on the car. It, there's a lot going on in it. This. Yeah. The, yes. I feel like they spend so much time stealing these individual cars that there's no way they could have time to steal all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what was that? <laughs> Shemp? Or, no, I mean. Or Curly? I don't know. This movie's, I mean, it's not realistic. So that's the, no. that's our sticking point. Um. So then like, 
Then they go like, oh god, okay. So there's like a kid in Scott Con's crew who's like a computer whiz, I guess, or whatever. He's kind of like the the kid that has ADD from Fast and Furious, uh, Jesse. <laughs> um, but he like he's like, hey, I want to steal cars, and they're like, no, you can't steal cars. So they go to steal a car in this neighborhood, and he tags along with them, and then they steal the car, and he gets shot by like. Like uh, neighborhood security or something, something like that. Yeah. Um. So like, but that goes nowhere because like Will Patton just takes him to the hospital or doctor and he's fine. That's it. Yep. Uh, so then finally, the only car left is the Shelby GT Eleanor. Um. So he steals it last, and then it turns into this giant, huge chase scene. Um. Which, according to the research, says. The, the final chase scene was largely improvised. How do you improvise a fucking chase scene? <laughs> News to me. No, it makes no sense to me. Um, I also like the fact that this uh, Shelby GT has NOS in it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he hits the NOS. Um, the chase continues at the docks. He's driving around docks. And he's on this bridge. He gets to a bridge and there's like there's a backup because of an accident. And he's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? And then you notice there's like... There happens like to be a, a tow truck there. A tow truck with the ramp down. So he just like fires up, flies off the ramp, jumps over all these cars, lands, and he's fine, and he keeps driving. And I'm like, that car is not making that jump. No. Um, it, but, so, look, look, it might make the jump. It's not making the landing. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So he gets he gets there, and he's talking to Destro, and Destro's like, hey, you missed the time limit. You only got 49 cars. Sorry, you know, we're going to kill you. Uh, Nicholas Cage, this is where I said that he goes full Nicholas Cage. He starts kind of being very Nicholas Cagey in this moment. I don't know how oh, to describe it specifically. No, and we, but... also, we, we didn't figure out, we didn't mention is, oh, Destro's also really into woodworking, by the way. <laughs> oh, we yeah, forgot about that part. I didn't, it, it comes well, into play later on in the movie, like right now. I didn't forget as much as I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out, you know, he's just really good at, really good at woodworking and really into, you know, building chairs and things. And so Nicolas Cage just starts smashing some of the chairs that he built. Well, okay, first Destro's like, hey, uh, kill Nicolas Cage and, and kill and trash the car. Uh, but then uh, Will Patton and Giovanni Urbisi show up uh, to save him. Right. Uh, and then he gets into a fight with Destro, and he's, he's like waving one of his chairs around. He's like, don't break my chair. <laughs> he's like really upset about it. Um so uh, they chase through like this factory or works and like Delroy Lindo shows up at this point and, and then Destro looks like he's about to kill Delroy Lindo, but Nicolas Cage runs in and like kind of like body checks him and he flips over the railing and he falls to his death. So he right. saves Delroy Lindo. Um, so Delroy Lindo's like, hey, you know what? Thanks for saving me. I'm going to let you go, even though I seem to have like a mad on for you this whole movie. Um, I'm going to let you go. Um, and then they're they're kind of sitting around, very much like the end of a Fast and Furious movie. They're all yeah, like sitting around, really just is. like having having a good old time. Which, by the way, so Fast and Furious just ripped off, gone in six seconds. And then uh, Vinnie Jones finally talks uh, for his only line in the movie, and he's very English, and he says something very poetic. I can't remember sure. what it is. Doesn't matter. And, and they're like, "Hey, Nicholas Cage, we got a surprise for you." And they bring him this really beat up looking uh, Shelby GT. Yep. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go for a ride, Angelina Jolie?" And she's like, "Yeah." And they get in the car and they drive off. And the car breaks down. <laughs> well, in the driveway. Um. But yeah, that's the end. That's the end. <laughs> yep. Did you see that there were seven Eleanor replicas made for the movie, and five of them were totaled? Uh, and that uh, Bruckheimer and Nick Cage have the other two. 
Yes, although those none of those were actual. They weren't real 67 GT. They were just... Yeah, I said Eleanor replicas. Right. No, I know. But what I'm saying is they're not even like... They're just mock-ups. They're not even like complete cars. They're just mock-ups used for driving. The only actual real 67 Shelby GT that's in there is the one at the very, very end that he's driving that's like in pristine condition. Oh. That's the only one that's actually... What about the ship? What about the ship one? Huh? The shit one. What about the one at the very end of the movie? The one that, that's just eat. like leftover parts, just mock up. Oh, you know what's funny? Um, and I, not to step on your role reversal, but I always forget this. It's not really for this movie. But speaking of Fast and Furious, remember how they, like Timothy Oliphant, was the studio's number one choice for Dominic Toretto. That's what I was going to bring up. That's the only thing I had in here. I had one other thing for, for role reversal, but yeah, I. I always forget that. Like that's crazy. I always think, like, forget like that. Fast and Furious was going to be Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and he, he didn't do it because he's like, oh, it's too similar to this movie. Yeah. But like, that's so that's like such a weird like little bit of trivia because it's like, would that movie would would they would it be like twenty years later and they're still making them? Like, like that's crazy. Absolutely like, not. No, it would because Vin Diesel championed these movies after the third one. Yeah, like it, that, it's he put the movies on his back at that point to get them made. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, they made a lot of money, but he still is very active in them being made. Um, yeah, Timothy Olyphant certainly wasn't going to do that. Uh, P.S. By the way, the tenth one is insane. Uh, I saw it with Jody over the weekend, and we were driving home, and we were like, "This is a little side note." We we're like, "What do you think the most ridiculous part of the movie was?" And it was too hard to figure out, so we're like, "What do you think the least ridiculous part of the movie yeah. was?" I still have to see it. I haven't but seen I, any movies that have come out in the last four months. Oh damn. Um, well, anyways, it was good, but it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I always I find that crazy that um, <laughs> that it was going to be Timothy Oliphant. Also, uh, the other thing that I saw in the IMD trivia that I like is that when it was released in Greek theaters, it was translated to "come um, in sixty seconds." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Slightly different movie, that one. Uh, I love that little bit. Um, anything else uh, you want to talk about or mention? I got one one um, role reversal. Uh, the role the 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 role of Memphis was originally offered to Brad Pitt, and he turned it down. I could see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's really. Why don't it. we? Why don't we just get to our ratings and Let's the rest do that. will the rest will come out when we do that. Yeah. All right. Uh you wanna go first or second? Uh I'll go first. I feel like we're 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 pretty Probably far pretty, yeah. we're pretty far apart on this movie. Yep. Um yeah, I I you know this movie's dumb, but I, I liked it. I had a good time watching it. Um uh, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold up to a lot of scrutiny if you think about it. Um, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I thought Nick Cage was good in it. I liked a lot of the supporting characters. I thought the action sequence at the end, the big chase, was really good. And like, yeah, it's dumb. It's a movie about stealing cars. It takes them like over an hour to actually get to stealing cars. Uh, but I I don't know. I liked it. It was fun. Like I I don't know. I just I enjoyed Nick Cage in it. And I don't know. I'm gonna give it three machine guns because I, I I had a good time watching it. Okay. 
Um, I have a lot of issues with just the logistics of the movie and their plan uh, and stealing 50 cars and the miraculous nature of all 50 of these very specific cars not only being in the state of California, being within, let's say, probably 20 to 30 miles of where they needed to be in order for them to steal them all in one night. Uh, I find that to be asinine. Um, but, okay, that's fine. It is what it is, right? You got the... It's just the plot. It's just what it is. I can't... I just got to let it be a movie and, and, and suspend my disbelief a bit. Um, Timothy Oliphant's terrible in this movie, which is fine. Minor role. Christopher Eccleston, awful in this movie, which is fine. He's actually not in it a whole lot. Nicolas Cage was actually pretty good in it. I didn't mind him. Didn't mind him. I Angelina Jolie was fine. Everyone else was fine. Robert Duvall was actually pretty good. Um, everyone else is fine. Um, but, it, it, you know, taking so long to actually get to stealing cars hurt this movie. There's at least two scenes that I can think of. The dog eating the... The, the 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 keys, keys. scene and the scene with Delroy Lindo showing up, you know, with the with the heroin in the car, those don't need to be there at all, and it slows the movie down. And there's a lot of points in this movie where I just didn't care about it. Like it took too long to get to what it needed to get to. Um, but then once it got to the stealing part, it was pretty good. Like I didn't mind that part. I thought that was all very entertaining. It just took forever to get there. Um, I didn't hate this movie, but I would never watch it again. I didn't enjoy it enough to even. I didn't enjoy it enough to watch it again. Um, I'll go. I'll go two and a half machine guns just because the ending is is at least enjoyable uh, and, and action packed. I guess you'd call it, but it's not a very good movie. I don't know that I would. I guess if you want to see it, see it. Who? You know, I'm not your boss. Whatever. Fucking watch the movie I, if you want. I think. Um... I think people in the Discord are going to be in favor of this movie. I think people are going to like it. I'm sure people think, will be. I think you're in the minority. I think people have a lot of fun with this. And I think when you get into this movie, the the main thing that shouldn't be detracting is the logistic of where all I the cars get, are located. I couldn't get past it. It's There's yeah. a couple things. Sometimes I just get something stuck in your craw. Stuck in my craw, and I can't get it out. And that's <laughs> and this this is that. Well. Yeah, two and a half machine guns. Eh, whatever, watch the movie if you want. I don't. I don't fucking care. <laughs> the funny thing is that I feel like we both described it completely different, and we're only off by you know we're not off that much by a ratings. Right? No, that's that's fair. We're really not. Like it's not a. I, I get why people like this movie. I totally understand it. I just think you know it could be cleaned up, and it could be cleaned up, and a couple people replaced, and it'd be a much better movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I, I think that if you haven't seen it, you should see it. And I think it'll come out in the wash on the Discord that a lot of people do enjoy this movie. I bet they do. But you know what? A lot of people are idiots. <laughs> okay. Okay. Calm down. Sorry. Calm down. Sorry. Too much. Too much. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. I know you're gonna be like, Ooh, this episode's not long enough. But I'm I like, don't care. you know what? I don't care. For as long as this movie was, this episode could be short. All right. Well, um, I would like to start by uh, plugging Tubi, uh, as always. Um, this movie was not on Tubi, um, but Tubi's still great. 
I mean, I haven't watched anything on Tubi in a while, but that does that's not speaking to the character of Tubi, you know. I just um actually, you know what I wanna you know what I want to plug instead of Tubi is Pluto TV, another free app you can get. Uh, I watch a lot of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 channel on Pluto yeah. TV. And I just found recently that in their list of on-demand episodes, they have uh, Warrior of the Lost World, which oh, is like my favorite. Which I is like my favorite uh, MST3K episode. So I'm going to flip the script here and plug Pluto TV instead of Tubi. They're both free. But one's Pluto and one's Tubi. Anyways, why don't you get some points? Yeah, get get a get a good dose of Mega Weapon because you'll need that. I <laughs> love that. I love yeah. that movie. Uh, love that episode, I should say. Um, I'm gonna plug Discord. You know, go to GameZillaMedia.com, click on the Discord button, join our Discord. I say it every week because every week we want to talk to you. Mostly, you know, unless you have strong favorable opinions about this movie, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, join us on Discord. That's where we do a lot of our. That's where we do pretty much all of our uh, interaction with the fans. Uh, we are also on Instagram, um, so check us out on Instagram as well. Um, and yeah, you know, and and it, again, we just celebrated. This is our fifth anniversary of Last Action Podcast, and we're still going strong-ish. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're not quitting anytime soon. We're still going. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, five years. Yeah. Five <laughs> for five years. And uh, thank you to all the fans for sticking around. We appreciate it. Um, and um, I don't know. We'll see how far we go. Yeah. Let's At see. least the 270. At least the 270. And probably 300. Probably. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be like, it's took a lot like, out of me, guys. I feel like- just in general, we talk a lot more on air about the podcast than we ever did before, which I think might be a bad sign. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. If, how you you caught me on a bad night. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like it's come up like three of the last four episodes. Yep. So, yeah, you know, we're still doing it now, so sure. don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, don't worry about it until it happens. We're good. Uh, Anyway, uh, Joe, thanks for being here as always. Appreciate it. Um, Of course. Luckily, I'm always free every other Friday night. Every other Friday, you're available. (laughs) I appreciate the dedication to me calling you up last minute. No, I will tell you. It's weird how you have all that that research done, too. I will tell you that it is kind of annoying because sometimes when I actually do have things on a Friday night, I'm like, oh, finally, I'll get out of recording for a week. And I never match up. With when we're like next Friday, I have something going on, but we're not recording, so it's like it never works out that I like you would have to record without me, anyways. Yeah, well, we'll have to talk about that because the Friday after that, we've both got something going on, so I know I kind of have I, I have an idea for that, but that's an off camera, fine, off mic. We'll figure it out. Oh, you don't want to have it right here? <laughs> you don't have the conversation right now? <laughs> no, I don't, I you know, I know we want to add a little bit of time to the episode, but I don't think people want to hear us talk on a recording schedule. <laughs> Fine. If we fair. still did, if we still did Patreon. That would just be what our Patreon episode is—just <laughs> us talking out the schedule. Yeah, that's all it would be. Because that's all um, we would manage to record extra. Ugh. Um. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Let's. <laughs> oh, you're, now you're telling me to wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were in charge. Now, let me get to it. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. Was that good enough for you? Do you need me to do it again? I'll do it again for you. This episode of the last action podcast has been 
Terminated. I did the dickless cage thing. But we'll be back. I mean, at least.